to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about interest rates. And we have got a model for you. I always wanted to be a model. It's as not I me. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I always wanted to be a model. Uh, turns out I became a modeler instead. <laughs> Financial modeler. And what we've got out, as we know, a lot of you have got some questions, some concerns about interest rates. How long can they stay low? And what happens when they go up? And our message to you really in this episode, to sum it up before we get into it, is that do not let the fear of future interest rate increases get in the way of taking advantage of the low rates that you've got now. Yes. So take advantage of them rather than waiting till when they increase and then trying to get into the market then. And so what we've modelled out, and Andrew and I were talking before the show, wouldn't it be really interesting to think, well, what would happen if you locked in for, say, a five-year rate now, which is about 2.99%, so you set it, your interest rate, for five years And then how, over that time, obviously, your rent is going to increase and your costs will increase a little bit as well. But generally speaking, your rent will increase faster than your costs. That's for a couple of reasons. First of all, your operating costs, like your rates, your insurance will increase by inflation, which might be 2% a year. And of course, your rent will increase generally a percentage above that, about 3% a year. But of course, in addition to that, your mortgage, which is your biggest cost, is not inflation adjusted, which means as long as the interest rate stays the same, your interest costs stay the same as well. It's not affected by inflation. So because rates are so low at the moment, lots of properties are cash flow positive. And so what we've got here is if you locked in at 2.99% today and you accumulated all of that positive cash flow and you put it aside in a bank account, over five years based on those assumptions, your rent going up at 3%, operating costs up at 2% a year, you would end in year five with 11.2K based on that positive cash flow. You've got $11,200 in your bank account. And then what I've said is, well, how high would interest rates have to go for over the next five years, so years six to 10, for you to use all that cash flow topping up your mortgage? And essentially it's this. The interest rate would have to increase to 4.5% in order so that over the next five years, that cash flow had been whittled down and topping up that property in that sense. So over the first five years, you've been accumulating cash flow while your interest rate's been low, 2.99%. You could hold a property and not put any money into it, not have to top it up. And the interest rate can go as high as 4.5% for the five years after that. So what you're saying is over that entire 10-year period, the property is completely cash flow neutral if you start to put that money aside from the first five years to use for the next five years. Yeah, to offset it because you've accumulated 11.2K worth of, of cash flow in those first five years and then you're putting it towards the increased costs. Now, just one thing here. I do want to point out that we're just doing the modelling on what this could look like if you were really worried about these sort of things. Now, I think for most investors out there, you would probably take advantage of these low rates by fixing for a short period of time. So most of my investors at the moment would probably fix for no longer than a year because next year rates will be cheaper, I believe. And we will see sub 2% interest rates. Heartland Bank, as we spoke about last week, I think it was, that they've already bought out theirs and other banks will follow suit. 
And like Ed says, don't be afraid that, you know, you're doing your budget on such a low interest rate now. Take advantage of it, but plan for the later on down the track. And it's really important that you get some advice from a good mortgage broker around this or a mortgage advisor. And if you want any reference to that, listen to our Property Academy podcast on the top 10 mortgage advisors in New Zealand and pick someone from there and get some advice around structure. Because one thing to remember In a downward trending market with interest rates, you could potentially make yourself subject to a break fee if you have to terminate that contract early. So for example, if you fix for five years right now at 2.99% and the five-year rate drops to 2.5% and you break your loan two years in, you have to pay the bank that 0.50% difference for that three-year remainder term. So that can be quite significant. And often we see that when people have a change in circumstance and they want to refinance to another bank because their bank won't give them some money or they have to sell a property and pay down some debt, even if it was maybe an unrelated property, but the bank's taking some money and applying that to that investment loan, just a change in circumstance. Any of those things, or I see this all the time as well, where people see the rates have dropped to such a low rate that they just can't bear to be paying 2.99% now because you know they're at 1.49, say, for one year. And so people inevitably just suck the sav and pay that fee. But the fees can be quite hefty when we're talking about a $500,000, $600,000 investment loan. So just be really, really careful there. Another thing you can do is you can hedge your loan. Your entire loan doesn't have to be fixed for one term. You could take half of that loan, 250k say, and you could fix that on that five-year rate, 2.99, and then with the other half, you could put that on one year at 2.49. And so that way, you've got a blended mortgage and every year you can renew that one year, but have half of your mortgage, 50% of it, with a bit more certainty over a longer period of time. Another thing that I do with my investment properties is I have significant revolving credits which are undrawn available for a rainy day. Now why is that important? If something tragic happened in the world and interest rates increased at a drastic rate. So something like a September 11 event that was completely unexpected and caused interest rates to jump in a sudden. Now I don't think that's going to happen but let's say it did. Then what you could have is you could have some fallback to help you manage that top up if you had to. Now, we don't want to be getting into debt, further into debt in a, for an unnecessary situation, but sometimes, let's say you just could not afford a $50 a week top up that was required, you could afford some of it but not $50, and your only other option was to sell the property. Well, that's not an ideal situation for a long-term investment like property. Well, if you think that $50 a week is about two and a half grand a year, and let's say it took five years for the market to correct after that, that's only $10,000. So if you had a $20,000 revolving credit facility to help soften that burden, then maybe that's an okay option as well. But at least setting up so that you can prepare for that, if it happens, is a good strategy. And the other thing that I'll just mention, and I'll put this on the record now so it actually gets done, a wonderful guy called David, who's in our team, edits these podcasts, and David will remind me to put this spreadsheet online and link to it in the show notes so that you can all go and have a look at it as well. Now, Andrew, just while you've been talking, I've been playing around with some of these numbers again. So you were suggesting that interest rates will likely go down over the next year. So what would it look like, again, over a 10-year period to make this property 
cash flow neutral and how high could that interest rate go? So now I've got a scenario where you use today's one year interest rate, which is 2.55%. So let's then say that you fixed for four years at 2.5%. But a common misconception people have is that you can only fix for one, two, three or five years, but actually you can fix for four years, can't you, Andrew? Correct. Yeah, fantastic. So let's say that you did fix then for four years at 2.5%. So you're making a bigger cash surplus. Well, in this scenario, by the time you get to year five, you haven't accumulated 11 grand's worth of cash. You've accumulated about 24 grand worth of cash because the interest rate has gone down so much by 0.5% for four years. And one thing we're not taking into consideration in this model, just to keep it simple, is using that extra cash to offset your mortgage. So say you'd put 24000 on an offset mortgage, then that money could be saving you that 2.49% or whatever it is over that period of time as well. So there's further interest savings to be had. Correct. And then since you, you'd accumulated this twenty four grand worth of cash from the property, the property just earning it for you, the interest rate could then go up for the next five years to 5.03%, and again, over a 10-year period, it would still be cash flow neutral. Now, just to show you how big of a difference that is, in year six, when that interest rate goes up to 5.03%, that property would actually be making a cash flow loss of about 6.3K, so $121 a week. But because you've taken advantage of those low interest rates and have been putting away that cash in a revolving credit or an offset loan or wherever you've done it, Because of that, you're not putting any money into the property in this case. Yes. So it's very important, I think, to take a look at the model that we'll make available for you so that you can actually just see that interest rates could more than double and over a 10-year period, you'd still be okay. You'd be break even. And and just another point to this is investing, you should always kind of have that in the back of your mind that you might have to put something in. This is working on 100% borrowing. If you're not putting in a cash deposit, often an investor would be expected to put in a weekly top up. So it's great to be able to buy something at the moment, even in Auckland, and have a cash flow positive property. And so I think this is a big thing. Take advantage of the rates right now. And remember, you can buy some growth properties now. So your personal model might be buy as many growth properties as possible. And then when you do require a higher cash flow because rates have gone up, then maybe you'll add a yield property to your portfolio to use the surplus income from that to top up those other properties if and when that's required. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And if you want to check out this spreadsheet and model, we are going to make it available. Click tap or swipe over the cover art. We are going to drop a link to it in the show notes. Or if you listen on Spotify or somewhere where there isn't show notes in that platform, then it will be available on the Opus Partners website. And of course, if you do have a podcast topic you'd like Andrew and I to speak about, Give us a text. Our number is 5522. You can text us. That comes through to both of us and we'll text you back. We'd really like to hear what you think of the show and what you'd like to hear more about. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. I'm going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.